Hello, everyone, and welcome to Alphabet Scoop, our weekly recap and discussion of the biggest Google-related news. I'm Kyle Branshaw, and I'm joined here, as always, by my dear colleague, Abner Lee. Hello. So, yeah, uh, our inaugural podcast, or the podcast we start this last week, thank you for everybody's kind words. Um, so, yeah, let's just jump right into this week, and actually, let's talk about the Pixel Watch just a tiny bit. Um so a few weeks ago, I think it was the week before I.O. or a few weeks before I.O., we reported that Google is indeed working on the Pixel Watch 2, and they plan to announce it alongside the Pixel 8 and the 8 Pro. Um, at this point, what we, the only thing we know is that it's called the Pixel Watch 2. Uh, simple naming, straightforward naming. But other than that... We don't know anything, and that's kind of exciting for now. Um, but yeah, how have you been using your Pixel Watch, Kyle? <laughs> uh, I've been meaning to put just a comment post about this on the site for a couple months now, but I am genuinely bored of my Pixel Watch. I hardly use it. Most days I forget to take it out of bedtime mode. I I... Yeah, it it ends up dying because I forget about it. <laughs> it looks nice, but that's about all it's got going for it for me right now. What watch face do you use? Um, usually I think big time, but sometimes I'll use uh like right now for whatever reason I'm on radial, but yeah, big time or pilot bold is another one of my favorites, especially if I'm trying to go like a little bit classy. Mm-hmm. So basically no complications. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, sometimes I'll turn one complication on, and that's heart rate, but that's because I just want to be able to quickly mm-hmm. check it. But that's it. I, I I don't know. Complications don't really do anything for me. They don't help me. <laughs> gotcha. So I usually go pretty complication-heavy. Um, uh, like that, the temperature is always a must. Um, I have uh, one configuration where I also have the sunset, um, or sunrise it's I yeah I usually fill out all the complication thoughts because that's the utility um, I'm getting from the pixel watch um, I didn't just the idea of ground spool information that actually there's no way to do it as fast on the phone on my phone's home screen or lock screen um, with that extra information so I'm using it for that at the moment but in terms of the bore them um yeah i kind of i kind of can see that actually um it's the utility it's there's health features are obviously the big focus there's some good apps like i use google keep when i come shopping um though there's no aod support yet which is annoying um, I'm increasingly using the Google Home app, especially after last week's big update to the Wear OS version, uh, where they added the Favorites tab and let you basically match what's the new layout on the Home preview on Android and iOS. So I've been using that a bit more. And the weather app, like I was saying, it's pretty good. Um, it's a pretty good weather app, but that those are my, my key functions at this point. And I wouldn't say, I don't know if there's something else is, that's a good point. I'm waiting for that something else. Yeah. I think it just doesn't help that I don't exercise as regularly to, to need a Fitbit 
Um, I basically just use it for notifications. Uh, mm. The notes that doesn't really work for me because I can anytime I want to check my notes, I want to be able to see them in full. So I'm not going to look at them on my watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say the assistant is actually surprisingly helpful on the watch, if only because it processes very quickly. Uh, Like telling my watch to turn on the lamp is significantly faster than telling my Google Nest audio speakers to do that. Mm. And at that point, I would also just tap it. I I definitely prefer like tapping, like opening the app and navigating to the uh, control tile rather than using voice. I actually have assistant. I have the hot word turned off at this point. Oh, yeah, me too. I don't use the hot word on my watch. Uh, sometimes I have it on on my phone, but the, yeah, no, it would be such a bad idea on the watch. But the, the long press gesture is pretty nice. I, I find that mm-hmm. a lot easier than going through a tile, for example, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the Pixel Watch as is, it's it's solid. I, I don't know if more apps or tiles what's okay how how do you use tiles um my usage is again sunset sunrise because there's a countdown on that one uh the heart rate um but in terms of like those uh i have the sleep tile and like the alarms my next upcoming alarm but that's pretty much it i have a pretty utilitarian setup on the pixel watch I honestly haven't set up my tiles since the last time I reset the watch <laughs> to connect the watch to the Pixel 7a. I, I'm just mm-hmm. looking through and realizing these are defaults and I haven't looked at any of them. Uh, but I just mm-hmm. looked through my list and I don't see anything that's really exciting me. Like the only one that would be halfway useful would be Google Keep. But again, I, I would rather just have my whole phone out be- yeah, because... Uh, if I was trying to use it without my phone, if I didn't have my phone on me... The Pixel Watch, as I have it right now, would be useless because I don't have a data sim in it. Oh, I'm never, I'm never without my phone. I'm exactly never without it at this point. So, just doesn't make sense. Um, so yeah, that's the state of the Pixel Watch. Um, in terms of like Pixel Watch Two, again, we haven't heard anything about it just yet, but the improvements I think are pretty obvious. I'm pretty sure the design, which we both like, is staying the same. Um, I'm pretty sure the screen, maybe they can decrease the bezel a bit um, because it's pretty thick. Um, it's not aging well, the, the screen to bezel ratio. Um, I'm pretty sure they're keeping the same band system because they basically have to at this point because the previous one was so... It's so unique that people who invested in it, Google can't they can't like change that after just one generation so i think that's staying um not to mention the watch bands that haven't even been released yet right like the milanese mesh or whatever which probably is no longer happening it's or it's just curious or it'll launch alongside the pixel watch too are they saving it for that yeah it's the metal links band which is the like a traditional bracelet you might see on a rolex Omega, um, that's that appears to be the one that's coming out. Um, but yeah, so far it's that what's happening with the bands is a bit weird. They said they were going to Google said it was launching in spring, and we're still in that window. But summer is coming. 
all too quickly. All too quickly, I have gotten. I've started getting the ads that like summer is coming. Oh, too soon at the same time, but at the same time not soon enough. But anyways, um, yeah, on the design front, um, on the hardware front, more they need to enable more health sensors. Um, uh, yeah, they just need to enable more sensors because that is the appeal of the Fitbit. Um, and and yet well, Google seems to want to keep Fitbit its own separate product line with its own separate purpose. So I could see them wanting to keep some sensors exclusive to those watches. Maybe, but yeah. I, I don't. I mean, I guess Fitbit has the advantage of like better battery life, but they definitely are going to want to have other advantages to keep people buying Fitbits instead of just buying the Pixel Watch. The fact that um, oxygen saturation or SpO2 is not alive yet is bordering a deal breaker. That's why I'm still wearing an Apple Watch to make sure I have a constant SpO2. It's SpO2 and skin temperature variation is something that the Pixel Watch still doesn't have. And it's it's kind of weird that it's not that they haven't enabled that because by all accounts, it's the same sensor the Pixel Watch is using the same sensor as like the Charge 5. So it's really, I really hope they enable that on the first generation watch and they don't, for whatever reason, save it until the second Pixel Watch 2 because that would be a bit lame to those existing buyers. Um, but in terms of other sensors they could add, an actual skin temperature sensor, which the original Sense and the Sense 2 has, and we'll be talking about a little bit more with the Pixel 8. Um, but the other thing is stress tracking. So yeah, the one unique sensor that the Sense 2 has is something called Continuous Electrodermal Sensor, or CEDA, for stress tracking. And you know, over the I think like March was stress tra- was stress awareness month or something like that. Google made some of a big social push on that, but yeah, those are the features that would build on the Pixel on the Pixel Watch Two on the health front because like it's clear the big focus of the original Pixel Watch is that heart rate sensor and making sure it's uh, tw- it's twenty four seven per second um, heart rate tracking. But yeah. Um, I think that's on the health front what they could do. I would really like to see that because anytime that I had a Samsung-based wearable, that stress detection and then breathing exercises connected to it, those were actually like the number one feature that I used on those watches. I I just really enjoyed it because it, it reminded me to take a second to breathe and it would warn me, be like, hey, man, you're getting stressed out. Why don't you calm down a little? Hmm. And I need that sometimes, apparently. Nice. Yeah, I th- it's it's a tangible feature, and that's an easy way to upgrade the Pixel Watch. So on the software front, Wear OS 4? Wear OS 4, indeed. So far, all we've really learned about it is uh, that there's going to be Material U Dynamic Colors, which should surprise nobody. Uh, we don't even actually know if that's going to be... Well, no, I guess... It, for now, we've seen that in, in process through... Uh, Google's watch faces, but it it seems pretty clear that there's going to be other watch faces that support that and probably be able to connect it all to that new watch face format that they're doing for Wear OS 4. So that that's really it. Like dynamic colors and new watch faces are the main like 
flashy focus features, but I think they mentioned something about battery performance being better. Does that sound right? Yeah, it's... I don't know how they're doing that yet. They've been a bit coy. I do wonder if it's related to the watch face format that they're doing with Samsung, and maybe that's more energy efficient. But they've been a bit coy on how they're getting uh, the other battery optimizations down. So that's something we're waiting for. Um, But again, like we still don't know what the big features are at this point. Whereas for, much like Android 14, as we discussed last week, Google isn't ready to announce the major features yet. Although then again, there are two major features that they mentioned that I forgot about, which are the ability to back up and restore your watch and Mm. to switch phones without switching the watch or like resetting the watch. Yeah, that's that definitely help. Um, if that is all that hap- Wear OS four was, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> aren't you? I aren't you a little bit surprised that it's waiting for Wear OS four? It definitely seemed like they were getting ready for it right now in Google Play services. So somewhat odd. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, on the health stuff, there's going to like be golf tracking, which kind of seems like a Samsung feature something that Samsung wanted. Um, but yeah, it's Wear OS 4 launching in the fall makes sense that the Pixel Watch 2, that, that would be the first device. I don't think the upcoming uh, Galaxy Watch devices, 6, I guess. Yeah, the 6, I guess. I don't think it's going to launch on that. Um, I'm sure. Unless they give like, Samsung like a basic, ahead of time kind of thing maybe i'm sure that samsung will have their update out very quickly uh Mm. but it is nice to presumably see google debut the new software on their own hardware like they did with every previous generation of pixel they just didn't do that with wear os 3 oh oh. (laughs) it kind of got wear os 3.5 whatever that was they never publicized it that too much but well, S3.5 was a thing, briefly. But yeah, that is the Pixel Watch 2. At this point, again, unknowns. Um, we're obviously chasing down the story. Uh, but moving on from the Pixel Watch 2 and keeping it in the wearable side of things, the Pixel Buds Pro, uh, we reported last week that it's getting a somewhat of a big update. A software update, that is. It's adding clear calling, super wideband audio, and some health hearing features. Um, clear calling, this seems to be like a big update focused on improving the call quality experience. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm glad to see that they're trying to make audio sound better because honestly, yeah, these these things do sound terrible. Like uh, it, for phone calls anyway. Um, but even then, like sometimes Discord calls and things like that don't sound too great either. So I'm I'm intrigued to see whether or not Google is optimizing all call audio, or if this is going to be something that's just for Google Phone, like the current clear calling feature is. I'd also love to see whether Google is doing this for all phones or just for Pixel phones. There's a lot of unknowns with that feature. We don't we just know that it's coming, and that's still kind of exciting, even just in and of itself, like better audio. I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. And the call quality, which 
I I'm not sure if it's well. I'm sure it's technically feasible, but I really wanted to come to VoIP calls because I use Google Voice over traditional cellular stuff. Um, I really hope that they can get it down to uh, voice over IP eventually. Speaking of it, the uh, the big feature or the the more interestingly named and more confusing feature coming to the Pixel Buds Pro is super wideband audio. Mm-hmm. which requires uh, 5G services uh, from the document that we were reading. Uh, I'm intrigued by this. It, it Essentially, what it's going to do is sample your voice audio at a higher uh, rate or a higher kilohertz than what, uh, than what traditional calls and what which would be vaulty right now voice over lte or branded as hd voice by some right 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 right. so there's three levels basically which is old school calling which had a terrible sampling rate and sounded just plain bad uh hd voice Mm -hmm. which was supported both by carriers and by Bluetooth. And now there's this even higher standard, which should improve audio, e- even if it's uh, subtle in the way that it does so. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just speaking from experience of, of working with uh, audio and taking out flaws, though, I think that super wideband is going to be useful when it comes to... Uh, when it comes to clear calling, because by having an increased sample rate, they're going to have more audio data to work with to make sure mm-hmm. that the uh, or to be able to remove more background noise. So I'm intrigued to see how the two of those combined work out. But I don't actually know what carriers, if any, currently support uh, that 5G super wideband capability. Mm hmm. It definitely feels like the theme of this update, though. The big theme of this update is improving the calling experience, which is given how many people take calls um, using their buds, that's, it's, it's a solid idea. And it will be interesting to see how that develops. So the third tentpole is hearing features, uh, which I guess would be a continuation of d- digital well-being. Of how lo- of how loud you're playing your music, and all that good stuff. So it'll be, I'm curious to see how that's integrated. Um, on Apple, for comparison, that's part of that's in Apple Health that just appears as another metric there. So I'm curious if they'll appear in Health Connect or something like that. Um, I'm also, I would also like if the Pixel Buds Pro was like sensing ambient audio, if it wasn't just analyzing what you what music or what audio you're playing on your headphones, but if it were also just like t- sampling the background and just giving you a reading and warning you, if you, warning you if you're in a too loud environment. Yeah, that would be really nice. I mean, they could accomplish the same goal using the Pixel Watch, though. They don't necessarily need to use the Pixel Buds Pro to do that. But it could do that because I feel like more people are going to own the Pixel Buds Pro than the Pixel Watch. So that's that's a that's an interesting idea in it in itself. Hmm. Cheaper, obviously, Pixel Buds Pro are cheaper. Everybody listens to audio. Yeah. That's probably true. That's, I would, I I I didn't think about that 
I haven't thought about that too heavily. Yeah, the Pixel Buds Pro are generally well-reviewed, where the Pixel Watch is well-reviewed, but a lot of people complain about the battery more than anybody has much to complain about on the Pixel Buds Pro. The only real complaint about the Pixel Buds Pro is that they're not as good as the AirPods Pro. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is Pixel Buds Pro, that update. It's coming this year, and uh, we can't wait to see it. Lastly, um, the Pixel 8 Pro. So a few months ago, we got the renders. We got uh, as CAD renders as they tend to leak out pretty early. It's more of the same. Um, The 8 Pro has a flat screen, which people very much like. Um, Google tried to tone it down with the 7 Pro, but it wasn't enough, obviously. And with the 8 Pro, it's completely flat. Well, mostly flat. There's just a tiny curvature that's not really meaningful. But yeah, uh, we know the design. And because of those CAD renders, we saw this hole on the back on the camera bar that was unique to the 8 Pro. And everybody thought it was LiDAR. But last week, we learned differently. And actually, it's an IR temperature sensor. And that is coming out of left field. Absolutely. This is something that a phone would get in 2020, as we proved, actually. What, what, oh, gosh. Xiaomi. Yeah, Xiaomi had a phone that literally had that feature in the middle of 2020. This does not make a whole lot of sense unless Google is banking. Maybe not banking. Uh, Google is assuming that we're going to continue to have these scary new sicknesses every year and that we're going to have to check our temperatures more regularly. But it still just doesn't make sense to me. Like, who checks their own temperature? Yeah, it's... So, the in my mind, as we were talking about with the Pixel Watch earlier, the value... Is getting if is being able to get constant readings, background readings, throughout the day, or in the case of the Pixel Watch and other wearables, overnight, of finding your temperature variation, which over let's say a six seven hour period, you can find out how you're trending. That's a useful stat to monitor. Um, you're getting a fever or whatever, but with this, the the nature of this is which it's an interesting. Uh, so you put the back of the phone up to your forehead and then you turn it to the te- to your temple. You you move it around to your temple and that's what gets a reading and an approximate temperature value, which is like during the pandemic, eh, the people had those head-mounted sensors everywhere, uh, thermometers everywhere. So in this case, you get a reading whenever you feel something I don't know. It's just I'm not. Is is this is Pixel Eight Pro or whatever the app experience? Is it going to prompt you once a day to take a measurement? Because at the same time, because in my mind, that's the that's the way that you get a constant baseline and you can track it. Like after you wake up in the morning, you take your phone and you measure yourself. It's uh, it's just so many questions about how that could work and like. If they're putting this, I think Google needs to go all in on making 
on make on making a tentpole of the device health. Like if it's just a one-off sensor, I I don't know if that if people use it and or two if it makes it to a second generation. And if it doesn't make it to a second generation, it is immediately useless. Yeah. Um, so Pixel phones have this history of basically of having odd, peculiar hardware features. The Pixel 2 and the Pixel 3 had Active Edge. Uh, the Pixel 3 had a second front-facing camera that was uh, for wide group selfie cam shots, and it was just for that. Um, we were so sure it was going to be used for face unlock in some degree, but that never happened. And the Pixel 4 had the ultimate thing with Sori, with uh, Sori radar and being able to speed up face and arc and doing air gestures. That, that was fun, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, I would, yeah, no, I didn't use it that much. Like, my one use case was in the bath when I was brushing my teeth, I wanted to change music and my hands were wet when I was flossing specifically um but yeah that did not really mature that that only lasted one generation and there was the rumors and that was and it was rumored that the pixel 4 did did not do well in the market that they did a reset of the pixel 5 and uh, back to the basics things and that's how i got the pixel 5 and then we had to put the pixel 6 and the pixel 7 that was Google starting at a strong foundation, a new design language, which presumably was always going to happen. It wasn't a result of the Pixel 4 being a flop. They are presumably always doing the Pixel 6 design language and with the camera bar emphasizing that element. And we had the Pixel 7 continue that in a query a, a refinement year. But the Pixel 8 is doing something totally different. It's... It's I don't know. It's it like it could be nothing in terms. It could be nothing in terms of that the Pixel Eight temperature sensor does not impact. It doesn't heavily impact the other aspects of the phone. Like with the Pixel Four, the face unlock to put the Sori up there. It read, it read to a very tall chin at the top of the phone that would just look weird compared to every other phone. Uh, contemporary and abysmal battery life and abysmal battery especially on the small phone um, but it was orange so also <laughs> it's obvious. true I, gosh I wish I had that phone mm. but yeah um, I don't know like the Pixel 7 it could be nothing in terms of that like if you don't want to use it it never impacts your usage of it but at the same time like it could Google have spent their resources better on something else on like qual QA is something that people always, always want. And I think Google is getting better, but they're not there yet in terms of quality assurance. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, it's really all going to come down to the app experience, I think, because right now we don't really even know what this sensor is for. Uh, we are just living in a post-pandemic era where we're assuming that it's going to be for checking whether somebody has a fever, which is a reasonable guess, but we don't know for sure what Google has intended with this. We don't even know what what app it would be inside of. Like, it, would it be inside of Google Fit? Because Google Fit in recent years has been doing 
weird things with sensors to take health readings, right? Like putting your finger mm. on the camera sensor was one or something like that, right? And the camera-based respiratory tracking and heart rate tracking. Yeah. It's, it's respiratory tracking, yeah. It seems like something that Google is... I don't know if this is just like a tech demo, but if it's just a tech demo, why is it on their flagship phone? Uh, mm-hmm. Who is this for and what is it for? These are the things that we have to have answered, and the video that we have is not going to answer that. No, it's the, the ho- everybody's hope is that this sensor also doubles as something to improve the camera experience. Um, Apple has gone with adding a LiDAR sensor, which has, which also also have implications for augmented reality. Um, but again, like we don't know if an eye, if an infrared sensor ha- can translate to as camera experiences. Um, I don't know. And if it's just for temperature, I hope like this is part of a bigger health push. Like I don't know, maybe. There is a market of people that don't wear wearables, obviously. And does this expand expand health features, which is a noble goal, telepresence and increasing that is a noble goal for Google. If they want to make health as equal a tentpole on the devices as, let's say, ambient computing, which they've been trying to get across uh, to familiarize people before augmented reality headsets, probably. But... If if Google is putting a temperature sensor, they need to go big. They need to like sell a health story with this. Fitbit needs to be at the forefront of the branding exercise of the branding for the Pixel Eight Pro. They're pushing a temperature sensor. Otherwise, it's just like a one-off experiment that it, we thought Google grew out of uh, following the Pixel Four. The part that also doesn't make any sense to me, at least in terms of your your idea of a big push, is that it's only on the 8 Pro, which is going to be the less sold phone, I presume, just by it being more expensive. And I just don't see why they would have a big health push and then only limit this... Why would they limit this sensor to that more expensive phone? Like they should be democratizing it, as it were. Put it on the eight. Put it on the eight A next year. Uh, It doesn't make sense to only put it on the pro. So it seems like a quirk. It seems like a gimmick. Yes, a gimmick is something that I think that again the hope was that Google grew out of. I am, I know, hardware innovation is hardware innovation in slab based smartphones is arguably something we're seeing less of outside the camera. Um, everything is going to foldables in that regard. All the hardware innovation is going to foldables. So I'm not against there being something interesting on happening on regular smartphones. But, okay, would you rather have a temperature sensor or do you have some form of story? Okay, from a personal perspective, I would choose solely because I want to play with it as a developer. But uh-huh. I I don't know. I think that Google could sell me on the idea of the temperature sensor. But as it stands now, with no background information on how it works or anything, I'm not sold. It seems ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Let's say if you were prompted after you woke up, like 10 minutes after you woke up or when you were still in bed, 
would you is that something you would do would you take a temperature reading every single day even if you didn't know what the yeah if would you take a temperature sensor every single day even if you didn't know what the impact was or how it benefit you going forward um just coming as somebody who disabled the fitbit reminder to move uh feature on the <laughs> pixel watch uh probably Same. not i just mm-hmm. uh, i mean it, I, I could be sold on it but just i just don't see any reason to do it it doesn't make any sense like I, the only thing that temperature like that is that we know temperature is really good for is for checking fevers especially like but and if they wanted that ambient data, if they wanted to have data every day of your temperature, then check it on the wrist. That's it. Just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's it, something that's constant. That's constantly being read makes more sense, I think, rather than something that you check you take once a day and like the conditions of your body could greatly vary right and would you ever do this in public i would never take a reading in public that would be so weird I mean, unless i was required to but yeah no it would just look ridiculous yeah. like i'm holding my phone to my forehead large phone yeah. yep uh it's i, I mean yeah. you, you said uh taking temperature every day and it did work like first thing in the morning it reminded me that that is actually a common thing that's done right now there's a a form of uh birth birth control slash Mm -hmm. uh, conception tracking that involves uh, a woman checks cycle tracking tracking. thank you Uh, absolutely she's a woman is able to track her cycle well, with relatively good accuracy, just yeah. by checking the of temperature yeah. of you know checking her skin temperature in the morning, and having you know the algorithm figure it out. But if that's how they market it, that could actually make some sense. But that seems a little interesting for like that. That seems a little interesting for a flagship phone feature, like. If it is cool, but I don't know. It just there's there's so many questions here. I, I I need to see the way that Google pitches this. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, as I was researching on Friday, that is yes, as with the Apple Watch, with when they the Series Eight added the temperature sensor, the other big appeal of this feature was to inform their cycle tracking features. Uh, so let's say they do that. The big integration would be with Fitbit. Um, that has big tie-in with Fitbit if they wanted to do... In terms of the other cycle tracking features that Google already has, those are within Fitbit. So there would have to be a big integration there. Um, and yet, I just don't but, see it integrating with Fitbit because Fitbit has always been about wearables. I This seems like a Google Fit feature, which just speaks to the confusing position of Google's fitness vision. I think a better bet is a standalone app. Yeah, I can hear um, that. This, some kind of utility thing, but <laughs> the the feature the 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 hot tracking features in Google Fit are pretty novel. That I'm not sure if they make like some a health a new health sensor app or something like that, and they put it on the Pixel Watch. I uh, sorry on the pic on the Pixel Eight Pro, um, or they just make it part of Fitbit. But honestly, it makes more sense if they just do it, put everything in Fitbit at this point. I mean, yeah, that's true. We haven't seen the remade Fitbit app 
to know what that's going to look like, how that's going to act. Maybe that revamp will step away a little bit from the focus on wearables. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's something. The, the Fitbit, I hope it's just not like a bottom body design, which is what it appeared that Fitbit was going to launch its redesign alongside the Pixel Watch last year, but that didn't happen. So fingers crossed that they decided to like go big as as why they didn't launch it yet, launch the app redesign yet, but we'll see. But again, it speaks to my idea that if they're saving the moment for the Pixel 8 Pro and the big health features, I don't know, maybe we'll see it happen then. But in the meantime... Mm. Yeah, I don't know. So far, the Pixel 8 Pro, or just the Pixel 8 series in general, seems like a skip for me. But that's just because I'm I'm happy with my Pixel 7. I, I yeah. Do you feel the same way? Like, are you? Do you think you're gonna upgrade to the 8? If it's slightly smaller, uh, if the Pixel 8 looks to be slightly smaller. So yeah, my thing is, I when I went from I did the Pixel 6 Pro, then I went to the Pixel 7. And I did not feel like I lost anything in terms of battery life or even in terms of the losing the telephoto lens. I, I didn't feel like I missed out. Uh, a smaller phone is always more appealing to me. Um, I don't know, maybe if they do interesting colors, maybe that's a big attractor. But right now, it's again, it's still very early days and we just know this one temple feature. But until then, not not sold yet yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see how google's able to sell it so that's that's going to be the the big piece to fill in and i think thankfully you and i are in a good position to try and fill in some of the blanks too we, we just need we mm. need uh some more hints and some more clues to be able to some extra tea leaves one might say to read and understand what uh what the vision is absolutely and on that note, I think that's a good way to end it this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we record on Mondays and we publish on Tuesdays. We might, we're still, it's also still early days for our podcast. So we might do a YouTube live kind of thing, a live stream one of these days. We'll play around with the format. But uh, until then, you can, you can get new, pod, new episodes of Alphabet Scoop on Tuesdays. And you can find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms, such as Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and YouTube Podcasts, which is a thing we're trying out right now. Um, until then, yeah, see you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for joining. Bye.